With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie. I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. It's the I Want Your Flex podcast, and week one is in the books. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This show is run by the one and only Lee DeLapp, our executive producer. We actually have games and a full week of games to talk about, Mike Harmon. Week one did not disappoint, well, at least for half the teams that won games in the National Football League. But we look back on week one, and we'll also look ahead, get you set for Thursday night with Browns, Bengals uh, taking place in Cleveland. Guys you got to pick up, guys you got to say goodbye to, and sort out 
everything that went on in week one of the National Football League. What a week it was, Mike. Now, you know, Dan, going through the schedule, we saw highs, lows, fantasy owners already pulling their hair out. Maybe the congratulatory text, maybe the derisive text all the way through. But for all of the drafts and time spent studying to get ready, I mean, we certainly had one thriller after the next for fantasy purposes, big point totals and some major colossal fails along the way. Wow. Let's quick hit on what happened on Monday night with the Steelers, Giants, Titans, Broncos, because you talk about kickers. Gaskowski, obviously the story, ends up being the guy in the end to win it for the Titans. But what an absolute mess that was at mile high with a a likely Hall of Fame kicker at some point. I mean, it's not going to be first ballot, but maybe 20 years down the line, Steven Goskowski could be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, just a very, very rough night for the Titans kicker and a rough night for Vic Fangio as well. Yeah, Monday Night Football was just absolutely insane with Steven Goskowski uh, representing all things kickers. He had three missed field goals, a missed PAT, and then he finally gets to hit the game winner uh, to send the people at Mile High home with their their heads hanging long and I say that metaphorically speaking since they're already in their homes but you look at the kicker position overall 17 missed field goals in 65 attempts Dan Byer that's absolutely absurd we're missing 25 percent of our kicks in week one the only guy that I think that you can look at that game and say, huh, if I if I wasn't in on him, and I think mo- most people were, but it was kind of Noah Fant's coming out party, but he was rostered anyway, so you're not going to be able to, to, to pick him up. But otherwise, there was nothing in that game. I don't want anything to do with Corey Davis. I don't care how great he was on Monday night. Not with that offense, not with A.J. Brown not getting his. Uh, Adam Humphreys was a target. I just, I, I wouldn't want anything with Corey Davis. Don't waste any waiver moves on that uh the Steelers Giants game I I think completely different story with Benny Snell and James Conner and his ankle injury even when Conner was healthy he didn't look right out there yeah, obviously, when we look at the Steelers, a lot of high expectations for this team, right? They've got four guys on the roster that are able to play. Uh, James Conner, obviously, with the ankle injury, wasn't looking very good before that. Benny Snell comes in, 19 carries, 113 yards, and it ripped off a 30-yard run. So a lot of good things for them. Uh, a little bit concerning, Zach Banner, who wins the starting right tackle job. He ends up leaving, having to be helped off by teammates so that's something to watch, maybe disrupting their offensive line. But we know this offense is going to be explosive down the field. And right now, Snell's going to be the player to roster with McFarland and Samuel's probably getting a look as well. Yeah, I think Juju uh, proved that his worth. Ben seemed a little rusty early, but that came off later on in the game. The uh, the the James Conner thing, though, just because I, I honestly – I received two trade offers in one of my leagues for James Conner because guys were short on running backs. And I said, I need to hold off, had some other running back injuries myself. And I'm kicking myself because the Steelers did everything they possibly could in the first quarter and a half to get him the football. And every opportunity he got, he got three yards or less. And there didn't seem to be the burst. There didn't seem he runs hard. Like like when when it's going to be you know third and goal at the one, you're going to want James Conner. But you mentioned the McFarland uh, later on. He showed big playability at Maryland when he played. But 
I, I just Benny Snell, even in just one night, I just Connor didn't have that explosiveness that I would be uh, wanting if I was a James Connor roster guy, which I am. And so I am looking for Benny Snell. Hopefully he's still available. I haven't even looked it up yet. But the point being is I think there are a lot of leagues where he is available just because he did have a bunch of questions about him. So that's that's my biggest takeaway. Ben's going to be fine. Juju is going to be that number one guy. Uh, maybe you're not going to play the Giants defense every week, but uh, Ben kind of shook off the rust and looked fine to me. Yeah, I ranked him as a top 10 on the year. Had him number three for this week, so expected some things against this Giants D. Eventually, it started going. Juju with his 69 and two touchdowns on the day. Deontay Johnson, a guy I banged the drum for as a rookie. Looked good to see him getting more run. James Washington, another guy who has some some fantastic upside here, especially when you start spreading him four wide because Chase Claypool's going to be a monster as well. And on the other side, you know, you look at the Giants, there were there were things that are concerning, right? Obviously, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, 6 yards. It's the Steelers' defense, so maybe you just kind of hang a star on it. But you look at Daniel Jones, made a couple of decisions, including that pass that got intercepted in the end zone when they were second and three from the four-yard line, and you're scratching your head as to where that came from. But overall, 279, two and two, took three sacks, but found Darius Slayton, six catches, 102 yards, two scores. Didn't do a whole lot for me on my bench, Uh, but he's going to be the guy. He is going to be the receiver, and I think going forward, they've got the Bears in week two, but there's going to be spots on this schedule where Daniel Jones is going to be a stream play for you. Uh, They're going to be effective running the football, but you're going to see some big plays downfield in the passing game. I can't wait to see the development because you can see it from Daniel Jones already. Uh, Speaking of the word bad, Bruce Arians didn't use that word in describing Tom Brady, but he also said not good. And and when in a game that I was completely off base of how it was going to play out, you were more on top of it. There were points, but there weren't stats. And Brady had the touchdown run. The the question on who he would have a report with, I I think was answered somewhat. I don't know how much stock to put into the Mike uh, Evans hamstring injury. Was doubtful, then upgraded, then ends up playing and and contributes a fight with Marshawn Lattimore, and then the the two yard touchdown reception, which was his only catch of the game. But there there is a little part of me that if I drafted Mike Evans or Chris Godwin one of the two that you aren't going to see those powerball numbers that you thought maybe you could get I I know the Saints defense is decent Mike but I just I I I don't know how many questions I had answered from the Buccaneers uh, heading into week two that I had leading into the season yeah, overall, Dan, it's going to be curious to see what happens in that backfield because they need to get a run game going. 3.3 yards per carry. Ronald Jones, 17 for 66. That's fine. Leonard Fournette still learning the offense, still getting acclimated. You'll see more of him and a workload split. But New Orleans, one of your top defenses. And let's not forget a Super Bowl contender along the way. For me, it's the curiosity because every all energy is focused on Tom Brady in this matchup. On the other side, Drew Brees just had 100. 60 yards and two touchdowns but we'll get to him uh, as we roll on and watch this season unfold for the Buccaneers I think that's just it everybody was expecting full tilt after these offseason workouts and a few practices together that they were just going to put up pinball numbers that there were some clandestine workouts that were going to make this all so easy Gronkowski was a non-factor you had Godwin 
six for 79, but really didn't feel like a power power effort out of him. As you mentioned, Evans just had the single catch, ran the wrong route. That's one of the Brady interceptions. Bruce Arians corrected himself after immediately taking Brady to task in the postgame after watching the film. Still, not a great throw. And then you have, obviously, the pick six. Brady will be better. He'll be more efficient because it's all about timing, right? It's about getting those those snaps off. It's about getting rid of the ball and that offensive line gelling and playing in game situations. may take a couple of weeks, but we're going to get there. And for those that want to sell off, here's your opportunity. Go buy Tom Brady on the low. Here's, here's the reason why I loved Scotty Miller so much heading into this season was – Something that was told to me years and years ago when it came to Tom Brady and was comparing him to Peyton Manning, and it was Peyton Manning always looked for the perfect play. And I've probably said this when when we did shows for so many years. When Peyton Manning would go to the line of scrimmage, he would look at the defense and say, what's the perfect play against this defense? I'm going to change it to that. We're going to run it. What Tom Brady does, Tom Brady goes to the line of scrimmage, looks at the defense and says, where is the weakest part of the defense? And it doesn't matter if it's on Rob Gronkowski or if the weakest part is on Chris Godwin or likely – it's on someone like Scotty Miller, and that is who Tom Brady will utilize and go to, and and that is why I'm just I'm not seeing the the Powerball numbers again from Godwin and Evans because I think Brady throws it around. We thought like, oh, his rapport with Gronk, red zone. Well, who does he throw the touchdown to, or one of his touchdowns to? OJ Howard. So I I just I I'm a little put off if I'm a if I'm a guy who drafted one of the Buccaneers uh, guys uh, Godwin and Evans for this just simple point of I think this is going to be more of the norm going forward then we're going to see uh shootouts uh, let's put a little bit of a bow on week one before we get to what we hit and what we failed on i i what stood out was there a player that stood out was there a trend outside refs kickers that stood out to you anything that was a uh that that was grabbing or in the spotlight or something that people should focus on moving forward I mean, I was excited the fact that we got some pretty big scores up on the board, right? Some surprises, some games that went the other way. I mean, I had Washington. I don't know how many people did. Uh, but when you, when you look at the, the schedule as a whole, I mean, 27-23, 27-20, we, we got games that had scoring and got some fantasy bump. Sure, they weren't all fantasy heroes that we anticipated. You had that ridiculous game with the Packers and, and the Vikings gets up 77 is your total. Or Seattle and Atlanta, they get to 63. Las Vegas and Carolina to 64. I mean, we got points all over the place. And for fantasy purposes, we're going to have to celebrate that because it's only going to get better the offenses will get their timing down and we'll get rolling so for me week one was a veritable smorgasbord yeah the kickers and the officials had their issues uh but we're gonna find out uh we're gonna find some new heroes certainly and the waiver wire is gonna get churning in short order well and my my takeaway is what happened in santa clara on sunday and it's two things and they both involve kyler murray first of all my deepest condolences if you lost your matchup because kyler murray lost nine yards on two snaps to run out the clock they're in the pistol and so so his snaps 
are five yards behind the line of scrimmage. How many five was taken off of one and four another? I'm not sure. That's something they're going to have to figure out. But a full point could have been lost, or at least nine-tenths, where Kyler Murray had a 100-yard rushing game and finished with 91 because he took two knees and they did it from a shotgun position. Absolutely absurd. But the great part about it is look at what Kyler Murray did and look at the defense that he did it against and look at the opportunities that he's going to have to score points I think legitimate and this isn't we wondered who was going to be that breakout candidate MVP and we looked at second year quarterbacks because of Lamar and because of Patrick Mahomes and Murray was put into that equation but to see what he did against the 49ers in at that defense on the road even if they didn't get the win they end up getting the win still. And now you think about, all right, well, what about when they're playing pinball against the worst teams in the division across the NFC because they've got that sort of schedule? I am I am uh, bullish, to say the least, on Kyler Murray right now and bullish on his MVP uh, candidacy just even after a week one. Think about it, Dan, when it comes down to it, you're 91 yards. I mean, if you lost by that point nine, that's absolutely crippling. But – you know, Murray last year was the most effective deep ball thrower in the game, and you saw him hit on a couple of big plays here. DeAndre Hopkins, 14 for 151. What happened to that 49er defense that was supposed to shut things down? Oh, wait. Well, they took care of the rest of the guys, right? Larry Fitzgerald, his biggest contribution was at the end of the half when he picked the ball up and got it spotted so they can get a field goal off. Four for 34 for him. Dan Arnold. He's cur- he's a curiosity. We hang a star on him for later on in the year. Two for 21. Okay, fine. Christian Kirk. I'm expecting massive things for him because you got Hopkins, you got Fitzgerald. He's going to be able to streak, and you're only going to have a safety. He's got to make a, a choice. You know, the Keanu Reeves. What do you do? One tar- He had five targets, one catch zero yards so better days are there as well you know for the rest of these guys in the Arizona receiving core to feast right Kenyon Drake 16 carries 60 yards and a score you'll take it two catches five yards find the end zone that's all that matters big win for them here against the 49ers Murray was a guy being drafted as a top 10 quarterback and he's going to make a lot of defensive coordinators nervous throughout the year but fantasy owners very happy yeah, wait till they play junk for defenses, and you're going to see those numbers uh, go up. I'm going to get to my DeAndre Hopkins error in just a little bit, but uh, someone almost hit a home run on on week one in the NFL, and that was our celebrity selections. Yes, Josephine Scriver, the 2020 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Rookie of the Year, Swimsuit Model Rookie of the Year, was our first celebrity picker in our fantasy contest throughout the season. And her lineup was... Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons was her quarterback. Her running back was Josh Jacobs of the Raiders, and her wide receiver was Michael Thomas of the Saints. While Thomas didn't cash in, Matt Ryan sure did. 450 yards in the air, had a couple of touchdown passes, was picked off, ended up having 24.9 points for Josephine's uh, quarterback position. Jacobs, huge, 35.9 points in the Raiders' win against Carolina. Thomas just had the three catches for 17 yards giving her 4.7 but Josephine Scriver is on the board and right now 
atop the leaderboard because she's the only one on the leaderboard, but I think this could stay a little bit. 65 and a half points for Josephine Scriver in our first celebrity selection of the I Want Your Flex podcast. Man. All right, Michael Thomas, obviously we're going to wait to see what this high ankle sprain is and how much that affects him, but certainly fantasy owners in week one, they don't care. He was a non-factor in that Saints win. Uh, but, you know, for fantasy purposes, yes, I know, we, we're all struggling. Uh, with Josh Jacobs, we had him as number two on the board for this week, and he didn't disappoint. Uh, love the fact that Gruden's got them playing bully ball, and that's what we saw all throughout that game and then, of course, Carolina tried to play bully ball with the fullback uh, and failed, but that's an analysis for another time. Uh, and then Matt Ryan, pinball numbers, three receivers, nine catches, 100-plus yards, throwing the ball all over the place, and they still got blown out. But a massive effort for fantasy purposes and a great score. Yeah, it was it was a lot of throwing. I was bullish on Todd Gurley for week one. He did get in the end zone. Wasn't as great as maybe I thought that he could have been. And I'm not sure on how much we're going to see uh, see after that. All right, let's wrap up week one doing it this way. What did you hit on? What did you miss on in week one? What makes you most proud? I tell you, for the hits, we we had Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. Yeah, it, it came unevenly, but two fifty nine, two and one. A fumble loss, whatever, but had himself a day for fantasy owners. It it all counts just the same, right? And that means Gardner Minshew, who we talked about. I didn't think this game was going to go this way. I thought getting out of Los Angeles, Phillip Rivers would take on a new leaf. And they moved the ball efficiently. Didn't put up points. But Gardner Minshew, with the victory, 173-3. and Getting it done from deep. We, I thought it might be garbage time, but he he delivered. Chris Carson of your Seattle Seahawks, Dan. I didn't expect it coming through the air. Six catches, 45 yards, two touchdowns, just 21 yards rushing. Calvin Ridley, we talked about the Matt Ryan. Uh, just crazy numbers in comeback mode. But nine for 130 and two. He's going to be a force week to week. And, of course, I got to give a nod to my Bears. I said Anthony Miller was going to be a player. 476 and one. Uh, most proud because, look. Mitchell's got some myopia when it comes to Allen Robinson. Whenever he needs to get bailed out, he's looking at number 12. So to see Anthony Miller come up in a big spot with a huge catch to vanquish the Lions, it's a big deal. My hit, I told you, a Trubisky hat trick. And just as he said, doesn't matter how it happens. If you were going to play Mitchell Trubisky, you should have done it last week. He came through with my three touchdowns. Now, my fail was of Epic proportions. Epic fail. I was just basically piling on a DeAndre Hopkins for the tweet, and then we found out it was a Jimmy Fallon thing. He wasn't throwing shade at the Texans, so I said, hey, karma, look out for karma. Well, while DeAndre Hopkins didn't get into the end zone, he only had 14 receptions for 151 yards, 16 targets. So I, I missed, and I missed bad on that one I, I thought maybe there was a shot maybe the 49ers defense and maybe because the chemistry of being a, a, a new Arizona Cardinal uh, couldn't be more wrong that was my biggest epic fail epic fail I tell you Dan on the fail side I mean I've got a, a list right you take your shots and with some of the chalk they really did you wrong Carson Wentz started out just fine that 17 nothing lead 272 two, and the fumble lost 
That only gives you 13 points. That didn't even take into account that he got sacked eight times and was terrorized by that Washington defense front, but 26th amongst quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers, I mentioned him before against Jacksonville. 363 yards, great. One touchdown, two picks. Four. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. 18.8 points. He was 22nd. I gave you Kendrick Bourne thinking everybody's hurt for San Francisco. They're going to be able to put up some numbers. No. Two catches, 34 yards. Fail by me. Michael Gallup, forget about the pass interference. Three catches, 50 yards. And of course, he just got paid. I got to look at you, Keenan Allen. I'm not expecting Terod Taylor to be flinging it all over the place. Four catches, 37 yards against the Bengals? No, thank you. Epic fail. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, enough of the freaking stupid epic fails. All right, let's move on. Let's put that in the past. 
let's let's look ahead to week two but let's also look at some of the running back situations that we had questions about entering the season running back by committees rbbc's uh we saw the rams have a running back by committee which we expected with malcolm brown and cam Akers getting the uh the fair share of the load is that going to be a malcolm brown the main guy after his uh 4.4 yards per carry uh effort against the dallas cowboys how do you think that shape uh, shapes out with the rams yeah, I expected uh, the split to be about where it was. You know, Cam Akers was the reason I didn't play Malcolm Brown. I rostered him. I drafted him, but I sat him. Woe is me. Uh, but 18-79-2, and, and you look at the decided advantage, nearly you know, just over a yard and a half better per carry than Akers was in this game. And, and we didn't even really see Daryl Henderson at all. He had three carries for six yards. And I got to think he factors in here too. That's the thing that scares me is that you might actually have a three-man committee. But for now, barring some massive change, they want to play bully ball. And that's what they did against that Dallas front. So I'm going to be curious to see if they want to keep that identity. Robert Woods had himself a big day. Tyler Higby was quiet. Cooper Cup was quiet. They're going to fling the ball around eventually. So maybe we see some of this carries and this rushing attack because there were 40 carries by this squad in week one maybe you see that down a bit but for now Malcolm Brown's the guy and why is he the guy most importantly he's the TD vulture at the goal line so yeah let's get him in our lineups from hot hands we go to a hot mess in Detroit because I have no idea what's going on with the Lions DeAndre Swift and having the uh, game winner bounce off his hands I know beneficial for you Bear fans but the way that backfield shook out uh, Adrian Peterson ends up being the main guy how long does that last with uh, with DeAndre Swift being the the rookie that we thought once healthy could maybe take over that job what do you think it uh, happens in Detroit at least in the near future Look, if Adrian Peterson's going to beat back the father time and the Bears' vaunted front, you get after it. Obviously, you know, Goldman's out there, the the nose tackle, but you, you're still looking at a Bears defense that's among your better, better rosters in the National Football League. 14 carries, 93 yards, running violently, looking like he turned back the clock a decade. AP's going to have a big role here. He talked about it before the Week 1 matchup, that they were expecting him to carry things. And you watched how that offense opened up, and the Bears retreated a bit because he was he was playing bully ball like just like the the Rams were against the Cowboys. So I'm expecting more of that. Carry on Johnson, seven carries, 14 yards. He's going to be the biggest loser here because DeAndre Swift. They need to get his confidence back. Right after that drop, they immediately were like, "Hey, we can't put it on him. It takes us all. You know, a lot of things that we could have done differently. Three carries, eight yards. He got the touchdown. Obviously, the reception that should have been." And it would have helped Matthew Stafford fantasy owners a lot, too. But I would expect short term, if you were able to pick Adrian Peterson up off waivers after he'd been released by Washington, you just got yourself a short term gold mine. I'll tell you one thing. It's not Kerryon Johnson's job. That's for sure. Whose job is it in Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be a, a little bit of a curiosity, right? Singletary, 9 of for 30. Moss, 9 for 11. I got to think eventually Moss becomes the guy, but it's not going to happen right away. Just 1.2 yards per carry. I would think that he's going to be your goal line back. 
than when it's not Josh Allen, of course. But I think Singletary keeps his grasp on half the role for now. He knows the protection, so he's going to be more active in the pass game. Five catches, 23 yards on seven targets here. Not a lot of output for you, but he's still who they like in those situations. Moss had the touchdown reception, sure, three for 16, and he'll eat into those targets over time. But I got to think at least short-term it's Singletary, but if I'm looking for long-term investing, like I'm doing a little bit of stock and trying to think towards Towards my retirement, i.e., vanquishing all my fantasy foes and winning a title, Zach Moss is the guy I want. All right, you were uh, you were all in on a bunch of Green Bay Packers, and uh, it seemed like all of the Green Bay Packers were in the end zone on the Sunday against the Vikings. But I mean, are you just are you trying to roster any Packer that there is, or is that just a one-off in Week One in Minnesota? Well, you know, on the show I do with Jason Smith on the network, uh, 7 to 11 Pacific every night on Fox Sports Radio, we do our bold predictions. I said Aaron Rodgers is going to lead the league in touchdown passes. Doesn't mean they're going to win 13 games again, but he's going to be winging the ball around. And part of that is that there's talent there. There's young talent that's developing. And you saw it a little bit last year. These guys got pushed into prime time. Yeah, he, he's also going to show you that he's a little bit salty. They didn't draft him another one of these first rounders that are going to make big impacts here in 2020. But when you look at Devontae Adams, got his, right? 14, 156, and 2 on 17 targets. Think about that. 17 targets. Like we talked about with DeAndre Hopkins earlier, how you're not on a box and one on this guy, I have no idea. Oh, wait, I know why. Because Marquise Valdez-Scantling, he can run the deep ball. 496 and a score of the long of 45. And Alan Lazard, a guy our producer, Lee DeLapp, was all over before. He was walking around banging a trash can like he was a fan or someone working for the Astros. 463 and a score, 38 the long. Only four targets in this one so you're going to see an ebb and flow I think in terms of target counts of anybody not named Adams but you're going to have opportunities for big performances and this week against Minnesota a normally stout defense I know Daniil Hunter wasn't there but Yannick Ngakwe was non-existent that secondary was roasted all day long, and they got pushed around. They had no pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He was able to fling it around. I don't think I've seen him that giddy in a long, long time. And if this is a harbinger of things to come against what is a tough divisional opponent, sorry to our boss uh, for having to watch this one. And yeah, I know it wasn't nearly uh, as good as the nine-point loss. Uh, it goes down in the scorebook. Uh, if this is where we're starting, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is going to have himself one fantastic season. So, yeah, give me MVS, give me Lazard. There's big days ahead. We'll wrap with this because Washington wrapped up a victory with the Philadelphia Eagles. Peyton Barber, the one that gets into the end zone. Antonio Gibson was the hot name. Who do you stick with in the short term if you are a uh, looking for a running back out of D.C.? You can punt as well if you would like. Punt is probably the best option because week to week, I have no idea uh, how this is going to flow. I mean, Peyton Barber with 17 carries, part of it perhaps they just felt more confident he's got the yeet. this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply the plays and, and everything to him. Uh, the curiosity as you as you go, though, is that Antonio Gibson did have two catches for eight yards, so they felt comfortable enough to, to fling it to him out of the backfield. So I, I think we'll see more of him. And if, I, if you want me to roster one of them, yeah, Gibson's my guy. I, I think we know what Peyton Barber is. There may be a couple of vulture opportunities, some of these red zone opportunities. He, he carried the ball 17 times for 29 yards. Right, that's 1.7 yards per carry. I know a couple of those are goal line plunges, long of eight. Gibson had the run of 20, nine for 36, but a run of 20. You want a game breaker? You want someone who's maybe going to be able to bust a couple of big long runs in a game? He's the guy I'm looking at if I have to roster one of them. That's with some of these running back by committee situations or wide receivers when you're trying to split out. Those are hopefully some answers for you to uh, decipher moving forward. You mentioned injuries. There were a bunch. We don't have enough time to get to to all of them. So I'm just going to name a couple that I think will have lasting effects in fantasy. And the, the biggest one, I think, is out of Indianapolis with Marlon Mack rupturing his Achilles because uh, now you've got Jonathan Taylor, the second-round pick. Uh, Naheem Hines was a, a, a popular guy on, on Sunday. How do things shape out in Indy with Mack done for the year? 
Yeah, it's clearly Taylor. They've already named him the starter. Uh, There's no question there. He's going to see 20 carries a week because one of the other things you're going to look at, and they're going to look at that game tape, and they're going to say, we don't need Phillip Rivers winging the ball around like he did this past weekend because all it did was get them a lot of yardage and a lot of heartache when, when it was crunch time. And... Chargers fans can go back to last year with the number of failures in the red zone. So you're going to see a lot of Taylor. And I think when you look at Naheem Hines, if you're in a PPR league, he's going to have a lot of value. He's only owned in about 20, 25% of leagues. He's going to be a guy that you're going to be able to flex out because he's going to see six, eight, 10 targets depending on the game. Because Phillip Rivers doesn't move. No matter how good that offensive line is, he's still a statue. Right? He's a guy that you can't even call his number on a sneak. I'm sorry. It has to happen. If you're a Charger fan and you're listening, I'm sorry. Get over it. Uh, he's moved on. Yeah. <laughs> the The fact is that you, you're going to have a split, but Taylor is undoubtedly the guy, and if you drafted him late, uh, handcuffed him to Mac, you're going to be pretty happy. <laughs> Hines, by the way, eight catches on eight targets, 45 yards. So that's five, five yards a catch. Yikes. Hey, hey, hey. That's 12.5 points, Dan. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, the uh, the injury to Le'Veon Bell with the Jets. Um, I don't know if Freeman McNeil is going to be available, um, but they are running Frank Gore. Is uh, Frank Gore uh, a a, a pickup what do you got anything with the jets any value uh with the uh, the team in green yeah this one's concerning obviously Le'Veon bell uh the injury occurs adam gase puts him back out there it's coaching malfeasance uh and i know obviously Le'Veon bell trying to disprove uh all the doubts Right and and get back into fine form and he's been really happy about running backs getting paid and he's had a nod on social media to all of them. But Frank Gore four yards a carry that's what you're gonna get. You it's not gonna be exciting. The Jets are no good. They they revamped their offensive line. Becton's gonna be a player. There's no question about it. The problem is you you're bringing these five guys together and like we've seen with so many teams, it takes a while to gel and you don't have time to wait for fantasy purposes. So Frank Gore's a guy, if you're just looking for a volume runner, get you your 20 carries, 75 total yards, maybe 85 total yards, and the outside shot at a score. Because let's face it, Sam Darnold's not winging it around. There's nobody there to really look to at this point as a go-to receiver. Even Chris Herndon was a non-factor this past week. Eventually, LaMichael Pirine will be cleared, and maybe he's the long-term answer for them so one of those dynasty leagues check to see if he's available because Le'Veon Bell may not be there next year Uh, so maybe he's rostered already but if not and you've got a deep enough bench yeah he missed week one eventually he's working back into the mix but this is again this is long shots there's better options on the wire all right the uh the situation in philly miles sanders didn't make the trip to dc uh you've got some uh boston scott Corey clement this comes in from lee lee from los angeles tweet oh he's our uh, our executive director watches to hit on the uh the birds that did not fly out of dc with a win i would say just wait for sanders to be fully healthy it seems that they they were maybe hopeful but I, I'm not sure on how much I'm I'm wanting to put my eggs in the basket of Boston Scott or Corey Clement. 
Yeah, obviously, desperation's a stinky cologne. I'm waiting on Sanders. Lane Johnson missed week one as well, and that offensive line was sieve-like. They got a lot to fix there, much like the Jets. At least here, you like the names, you like the personnel, but they got to figure this out. 16 times, 55 yards. That was the run game in week one. Miles Sanders needs to get back fast. Boston Scott's no better than a flex, and Corey Clement, we're not turning back the clock to that Super Bowl year. What about Joshua Kelly of the Los Angeles Chargers, 12 carries, 60 yards, and a score? We knew that Austin Eckler would kind of be the main guy, and we loved Eckler because of the multifaceted uh, options that he brings, both catching and receiving, but is Kelly worthy of a pickup uh, entering week two? Well, you know, I got kicked into teeth both from a fandom perspective and fantasy perspective. Justin Jackson expected more from him, just a couple of carries. Uh, really, it became the Kelly show, 12, 60, and 1, like you said, Dan. Uh, and I think with Austin Eckler, I was a little bit bearish when it came to the full season of making sure that his body is right. Look, he's a powerhouse. We saw the workout videos in the offseason. But is he a guy that you want 20 to 25 touches per game over the long haul? No, I think that's why you're going to see perhaps more of Jackson in the future. But certainly Kelly, who is only rostered at about 20% of leagues right now. So definitely a pickup. And with Terod Taylor back there, they're playing defense and running the football. Even though they paid Keenan Allen, talked about him before, you got Hunter Henry there, Mike Williams had a big target count. The goal is to not wing it around like Phillip Rivers did. No, they want ball control, and they want the offensive line to rule the day. And that means more carries, and that means a lot more Kelly. So, yeah, go pick him up. Uh, Obviously, Austin Eckler will have his role. And if you're in a deeper league, yeah, you can still roster Jackson because one injury and suddenly he's going to be in that role and part of a goal line uh, committee as it goes. Uh, It'll be interesting to sort out the touches as we roll. But, yeah, Joshua Kelly, absolutely rosterable. I think you're also going to see a lot of 16-point games from the Chargers if they continue to play the way that they played uh, the against since It shouldn't have been that close. It, it really shouldn't have been, and they shouldn't be a Randy Bullock injury. By the way, if I'm Randy Bullock, and I said this on the show on Sunday as it happened, I would, too, uh, be limping after I missed that field goal. And I would have asked for a cart, and I would have said, just drive me home. Like, just take me home. I do not want to face anybody else. Just get me out of this stadium. I, I know that there were no fans there to heckle him, but I, too, would have limped and been like, yeah. Then I heard, like, it wasn't too severe. You think? You think? He should have fell down. He should have called, you know, help. This Something. My goodness. Just get me out of there. All right. Speaking of the Bengals, they got the Browns coming up on Thursday. Uh, let's look in our first matchup of week two. Um, not much from the Browns that you could write home about. Maybe the, the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt backfield will work, but that was maybe seemingly the only thing fantasy-wise that may have worked for the Browns. Now entering a Bengals team that I, for as much as people want to say, you know, Joe Burrow and his debut and, and the touchdown run, I, it was a tough defense to go up against. I thought that, that, that Joe Burrow looked like he was making his first uh, start uh, despite some of the, the plays. I, I expect Cleveland to, to, to win on Thursday night, but what do you expect from the guys actually playing in the game? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly expecting better from Baker Mayfield uh, and the Cleveland offense. As you mentioned, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, uh, they're going to be starters for you all year long. You know, I'm more bullish on Kareem Hunt. I thought he was a bit underdrafted and perhaps Nick Chubb a little overdrafted based on the fact that you've got such a a weapon in Hunt as part of the passing game. Uh, Njoku's out. So, in theory, you, you don't even have to worry about those targets going his way uh, anymore. And that, that means perhaps more for Austin Hooper, who was a huge fail in week one. But it is Baltimore. They they defend. like Usually, if the team is dominant at a position, they'll defend it well. So, you watched Andrews run amok. That means uh, Austin Hooper wasn't. Uh, I like Jarvis Landry. He's going to pile up targets. He's going to pile up his receiving yards uh, and reception. So you got some opportunity there. So I'm looking for for them. I'm not a big Odell Beckham guy. I expect better, but he's a guy that, again, when we did our season preview, uh, as I told you, I think I had him ranked like 27th or something like that among wide receivers. Uh, Just not expecting great things from him at all. From the Cincinnati side of things, A.J. Green, 5 for 51. Okay. Paddle and and what have you. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, 19 for 69 and very limited in the passing game. Uh, The big thing for Joe Burrow is – He'll have opportunities, but Cleveland's defensive line is front, is strong, right? Miles Garrett is going to get after it. That front four, they play good defense against normal teams. Baltimore is not a normal team. Cincinnati, you would say, uh, below average. Uh, and if you're banking on Joe Burrow from a fantasy perspective, if you're just wishing and hoping that he's going to run like Josh Allen uh, or Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, okay, that's fine. You can roll on that and maybe throw him into a QB, too. Otherwise, it's a tall order. I mean, rushing yards should be the bonus for you and not how you're planning your fantasy QB strategy. Let's wrap this baby up with the three-point conversion. And I'm going to go first just because it's a better transition with what you just talked about. Um, don't bench OBJ just yet, but I'm close. I, I'm sorry. The, the 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 fixation, and it's the problem with the Browns, and I think it was a problem with Baker Mayfield last year, is you feel the need that you have to get Odell Beckham Jr. the football, 10 targets, three catches against the Ravens. 10 targets, three catches. That's 30%. Uh, it's simple math. An idiot like me can figure that out. When you've paid Austin Hooper that money, and I know Njoku's not going to be there anymore for them, but you got to get your your highest paid tight end involved. You can't worry about forcing the ball to o- Odell Beckham Jr. Throw it to Jarvis Landry. Get it to Kareem Hunt, who I think is more like Dalvin Cook than, than Nick Chubb. is. It's nothing against Nick Chubb. It's just I think that, that Kareem Hunt could be of real value. Cleveland's got pieces. If they just stop trying to freaking give the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. all the time. We'll see if it starts on Thursday night. The other two things, not that you would, and who cares if it's tight ends, but don't expect Logan Thomas to be your high point getter at tight end. Uh, maybe you want to pick him up because you, you you had David and Joku for some reason on your team or you're looking for some help at the tight end position. Don't expect that uh, to happen again. And again, as I started off the show, Scotty Miller, if you haven't picked, it up, picked him up, it wasn't a one-off in New Orleans. It's not it, – Tom Brady is going to use him and use him throughout the year. He may not be your top wide receiver, may not be your second one, but darn it, if you don't have Scotty Miller yet, get him now. Those are my, my three for the road, if you will, Mike, in our three-point conversions. 
right, my three for the road, Dan, as we go through. Number one, stick with your hot hand. Mitchell Trubisky, your guy from week one, three touchdown passes. Anthony Miller, 476-1 week one this week. They've got the Giants coming up. We watched Ben Roethlisberger. It took him a little bit of time, and then he put up big numbers. Sound familiar? Hmm. Rewind, Trubisky, Lions, week one. Number two, the Jets appear to be that team. You know what that team means. That team that you're going to start all your players against because they're not good, okay? (laughs) Offensively, they're anemic. Defensively, you're going to be able to control the ball and have field position because Sam Darnold and company are going to struggle mightily. You know, like Joe Namath said, struggling. Number three, smash mouth football is not dead. We watched the Las Vegas Raiders do it with Josh Jacobs. Hell, we watched on the other side Carolina do it with McCaffrey. Okay, they also screwed up by running the fullback. But we see that across the league. You got run games. We've talked a lot about these workload splits. But what you have is consistently high numbers of carries, right? Los Angeles, the Rams with 40 attempts. You got Benny Snell in relief, 19 for the Steelers. We know what Derrick Henry is going to do. We know what Saquon Barkley is going to do against most defenses, and you roll on from there. Even Chris Carson didn't do a lot week one on the ground for Seattle, but you know that's going to flip the other way. So, yes, smash mouth football, alive and well in 2020. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I'm giving up on James Conner. I'm done. I, I just, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Sorry. I love it. He's a, he's a warrior and I love everything he's about, but man, by the way, week two. So, you know, OBJ is going to show up, you know, when there's a deuce involved, he is going to be there. So maybe that's why you shouldn't let him go as of yet. All right, Mike, we'll do it again on Friday and get everybody set for the other 15 games of the national football league. How does it sound? Yeah, can't wait for week two. We'll get into the big matchups and the late week waiver wire ads as the injury reports come out. Can't wait. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This has been a Lee DeLap production. Our executive producer, Lee DeLap. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. And of course, you can always tweet the show with your questions for week two at I Want Your Flex on Twitter. We'll talk to you later. Peace. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.